Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Yeah, fighters. What's up, everybody? It's Mike here, episode 143 of the Life of a Fighter podcast. And we had a special guest on for this one. We had Evan Lawton of Gym Aware Velocity Based Training. And this is something that... Um, a product and a tool I've been talking about I've mentioned on prior episodes and we've been uh, trying to sync up our schedules to get Evan on and just basically discuss a little bit more detail on what founded him or what caused him to found gym aware where to come from what was the need um, who's it for what the applications of it are and I was really excited to get him on because we discussed not only how you can apply this tool currently but some of the future applications of it where it's going and we also discussed just some other options to a healthy lifestyle or some other just kind of philosophical perspectives. So I'm really excited about this one. Before we jump into today's uh, episode with Evan, just got to go over a couple quick announcements I'm excited about. We officially got our LOF clothing and apparel line live. It's live at lofclothing.com. You can click the link below. And we have um, some updated designs, not just our signature Life of a Fighter logo design, which has been actually typically um, specifically only for either fighters or something that you couldn't purchase. It was given to you or created a small volume stock option um, of in stock, and you could get it while we could. And then when it was out, you just couldn't get it, couldn't pay for it, nothing. Um, so I'm releasing it for a quick time, and honestly, I'm still kind of on the fence about keeping it completely public permanently. We might... Um, shut it down and when I say shut it down we might just only make a few available and then mock or, or tweak the designs a little bit so that the signature traditional classic look is only going to be for our quote-unquote fighters whether that means you're a sponsored fighter or someone that we deem you know a client that's kind of hit a milestone I want to make one of our designs our classic look really uh, significant as far as you can't buy it it has to be earned and then we st still are going to have all of our other logos and variations and we got some cool new designs out we got some old ones and some throwbacks so I'm really excited about what we're doing with that um, right now we have t-shirts tank tops hoodies long sleeves phone cases and um, even some kids apparel as well we're working on the sweatpants um, even our snapbacks hats and, and some variations even working on sneakers some other gear but check this gear out I'm really excited about it we got some sales going on right now we got discounts um, getting shirts as cheap as $13 and yeah, I appreciate the support as always, guys. For the rest of our sponsors, check the links and uh, details below in the show notes. Also, be sure to check out our LOF shop, lifeofafighter.com forward slash shop. Um, unfortunately, you missed out on Black Friday and Cyber Monday sales. Um, I appreciate to everyone that took action. You know, we got some exciting um, new personnel, clientele, whatever you want to call it, in. And I'm excited to be working with them, but also just knowing that um, 
we're renewing up and reing up with uh, a lot of our clients that we're working with and giving them an opportunity of I like to give back you know obviously it's a business and we have to make money but I want to make sure that if you're gonna stay with us for the long haul that you know I respect your effort and I also respect your finances and, and respect my time as well so obviously there's a limit to how how low we can go with certain price points and also I respect our coaches and our team's time but I want to make it as affordable for you so my thought process, and Joe DeFranco said this from the Industrial Strength Show, and I think it's a really good way to put it, over-deliver and undercharge. okay? So I always want to over-deliver and undercharge to you guys and everything that we do and with the content that we're creating, um, with the services that we provide, with everything in between the products that we select. So that's just a part of it. And yeah, guys, without further ado, we'll jump into the episode. I hope you guys enjoy. If you have questions, you know, Evan even mentioned he'd be... Uh, completely open to coming back and joining us for a follow-up so i'd love to hear more questions from you guys see what we can get for him and without further ado enjoy all right welcome y'all thanks for joining the podcast uh i'm really excited we have a, a guest with us today it's not just me ranting at everybody and without going into all the details i figured evan i'm going to allow you to um introduce yourself and then we'll talk a little bit about what gym aware is and go into all those fun details and first and foremost thanks for taking the time evan i really appreciate it no worries, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, you know, I feel honoured uh, that you've taken the interest in our product and uh, and have made the effort to line up some time to get uh, have a chat with us. Yeah. So the and I'm really excited about it actually. And the way I actually originally came across Gym Aware um, and the velocity based training and what you guys are doing is one of our the coaches that I've worked with and that's in our network, um, Phil Daru from Daru's strength and the American top team, uh, strength conditioning. He was actually using that, the tool. And I was like, Oh, that's a really, really cool concept and the tool itself. So I reached out and then we just kind of got the ball rolling from there. So that kind of leads me into the first thing I wanted to talk about is what, what is gym aware and, um, go in a little detail about velocity based training and, and how did it kind of start? Right. Well, um, gym aware is a device that, uh, you know, attaches to the weights bar and tries to track, um, accurately, well, what you're doing from a performance perspective. And when I say what you're doing, it's like um, how fast you're moving the bar. And that's where the velocity component comes into it, or it might be how much power you're producing, or even what the range of movement is, like how far are you moving that bar and are you short, shortening up? Um, so uh, there's a number of different technologies that enable this sort of these measurements to be done. And uh, we're one of the older school ones out there. Um, and we, we use a tethered-based uh, attachment to the bar, so it's like having a string attached to the bar, um, and it just rotates in and out and follows the bar uh, very accurately, and, and that's one of the uh, beauties of our system that it does do it accurately. If you're going to measure anything, we've always had that sort of premise that if you're going to measure it, then do it correctly so you don't end up chasing your tail. Yeah, and I think that's a great point is accuracy is going to be king with data, especially data you're going to rely on to either extrapolate out to try and create programs with it and base, all right, how much should we be lifting and, and things that are going to come off of that. And I, I think that the, the first thing I kind of wanted to dive into with that, with that being said of how the system slightly works and all those details is who is that who who if you're thinking of the ideal individual to use it or team or group or anything along those lines who do you ideally look for or think is the best group to use it who is this for ultimately yeah uh, it's a it's a it's a good question and i think that the uh, the user base is definitely expanding i mean when we first made our product gym aware it was back in 2002 
uh, and we, we didn't we didn't actually have it ready then, but we were working on it in a garage. Um, we left our jobs and we st- we started this business. It was designed then for elite sport and elite because we'd come out of that industry. We'd been working in the industry for a good ten years with the top athletes, and so we designed it around, I guess, um, high performance staff and athletes and physiology and biomechanics type people. So after spending time in that space, we were realising that it's got a lot more application than just being a testing tool. Um, And, you know, so therefore we worked and worked on refining the product and improving it so more and more coaches could use it. And by coaches using it, we also realised that to get coaches to do use it, you want to make it easy and, and have the athletes basically using it themselves under under coach supervision. So we put a lot of effort into making sure that, you know, Gym Aware provided was a tool and that, that provided the accurate information about performance, but also the athletes could run it themselves. So it wasn't like something you had to calibrate, something you needed to have a PhD to run um, and to understand. Um, so then... We focus then more specifically, I guess, on teams, team sports, and making it work well for them. And, and here in Australia, you know, that was actually rugby, rugby union, and, and AFL. And so, and then it doesn't matter what sort of team you are, you know, it could be basketball or volleyball or, um, you know, forms of the footballs, you know, it doesn't really matter. They've all got that same sort of need that you've got multiple uh, athletes or players in, in at the one time, all vying to be lifting and therefore you know, having to do this, um, you know, uh, multiple stations at once and have it all work, you know, and combine the data instantly and bring up leaderboards and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's who we really target now is teams and, uh, and ha- having said that, and, and generally, I guess we started from the top down, and so it was professional teams, and then uh, you know slightly lower. Now we're getting a lot more into universities and even into some high schools and private schools that are quite advanced with some of their programs. And now, yeah, there's you know different sports out there, and the military's you know doing a little bit with us, and then there's MMA, and there's a you know back to the grassroots of like even weightlifting. Uh, or powerlifting is where you think it would have started. Um, we really started and focused in the team space, uh, and that's where the strength of the product is. And now we're sort of starting to come back and work a little bit more in those more, I guess, refined di- disciplines of like just power, making it work for just powerlifting and weightlifting and Olympic lifting and stuff like that. A hundred percent. And there's a lot of really. Um exciting bits of information there that, that we talked about. So I'm going to kind of break it up into little chunks. And the first thing I want to dive into is I'm going to backtrack just a little bit. And you mentioned, you know, transitioning into gym aware back in 2002 from careers prior. Talk to me a little bit about your background um, in general, you know, right. what your education is and how you got involved. I mean, it's, it's quite a few years ago now. So um, I'm trying to remember what, what I used to be, but, <laughs> you know, uh, 25 years starts to you know, tick along pretty quickly. It's amazing. Everyone warned me it would and uh, it has. But, yeah, so I started out as an electronics uh, technician, you know, and I was doing a lot of circuit board manufacture for some companies and working in hands-on making electronics. And that was my background and my training. And 
I didn't I didn't go to university. I did a um, a diploma, so it was the next level down. But it was very applied, um, and I always played sport. Um, so, uh, and I was fortunate enough to then get a position at the Australian Institute of Sport uh, as a support technician, supporting. Uh, you know, um, so that was ninety two on nineteen ninety three, supporting the physiologists that were measuring performance of, of athletes, um, and they were doing that in in a laboratory setting, and so that was with you know whether it was a treadmill or VO two oxygen update or temperature monitor, monitoring, um, simulated altitude we did um, ergometers which are like you know stationary bikes, treadmills, rowing. You know, we, we worked across all this type of equipment. And back in 1993, you'd have to – there was a lot less sports tech available on, on the market and a lot, lot less technology for monitoring and measuring this stuff. So that's why the Institute then employed specific engineering staff and technical staff to help them develop their own measurement systems. Yeah, and that 100% makes sense because it's one thing to be able to – understand the the physiology of it and then it's another thing to actually be able to understand the data and the technology behind it now you guys are able to merge that it seems like into one kind of world and that's why i, I kind of that segues segues me into looking forward a little bit into current day we're talking about the different applications whether it's athletes or teams or um individual fitness indiv- uh, practitioners or power lifters when we look out where it's at now and the ideal application of it. What are some of the, if you could pick a few things that you really like to see people apply for. So if let's say I just, I bought my, um, my toolkit, I got it all set up. What are some of the things that you would recommend I look for? Is it a deadlift, uh, one rep max? Is it just trying to hone in a certain speed? One of the applications I heard that I thought was interesting was the, um, intensity percentage measurement so if you're let's say get a standard of a one rep max speed of 0.75 meters per second if it drops below 80 percent of that on your repetitions we know to try and sure. rest or drop the weight yeah so talk a little bit about that that's where i get yeah. excited okay so i mean some of the those, those sort of things have to be context uh, taken in context to where you are in your training um schedule you know or, or your program so you know uh Looking at fatigue and monitoring uh, fatigue levels is what you were sort of uh, hinting at, you know, 20% drop-off and that. So there's been a fair bit of research done in, in the industry, you know, by uh, good researchers that are looking at how to utilise these velocity measurements and, and how can we then auto-regulate or regulate the athlete's training um, real-time to then get the most value out of them, you know. And we all know that lifting weights, it makes you, you can get stronger and you can get more powerful. And now it's, it's all about now just being a little bit smarter about that and then trying to individualise it a little bit more as well um, because, you know, applying a blanket program across a group of individuals, that they are by, you know, like I just said, they're, they're individuals and they will respond a little bit differently. Um, good coaches, they know that. They've always known it and they've been able to then, you know, tailor their programs and, uh, edit the amount of volume different athletes are doing. Um, but when you try and scale it up with the larger numbers of people and time pressures and, 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 and such that we're all under, then it doesn't necessarily work. And that's where using the tool like um, GymAware to measure the velocity, you can um, set those sort of thresholds, 
not have to be there and watch every rep and every set because it's pretty clear for the the user, the guys that are lifting, that either they're making their target or they're not. And then the instruction is if you're not making your target, we want you to cut out and rest. Um, And there's still a lot of coaching. There's a massive amount of coaching involved in this. So it's not a tool that replaces coaching. It's a tool that just gives them more information about being more proactive about making coaching decisions. Um, so, and, and, and the velocity, so if someone's velocity is slowing, then we know that they're, they're getting tired, but you can't always see that. And I remember just, just the other day, a coach was telling me the, the athlete was going around about their one rec, you know, they were up at nine, uh, above 80%, 80%, 90%, 90, 95%. And the coach said, your, your, your 95% one RM looked faster than your 90 and he said I swear it was but we measured it and it was actually slower but because of the movement in the body and you know just the way it was executed it made it look a little bit faster so um yeah the coach I'm not questioning the coach's eye and there's a lot of good coaches brilliant coaches out there and their eye is good but this just gives you that extra level of confidence and information and that's why I guess I'll just go back to it needs to be accurate to be able to do that. You know, you're talking about small changes, you know, 10%, you know, 0.01. You're talking about a small change you might be looking for with someone's performance. If you don't have a an accurate system, then you won't be able to use that system to guide you, to give you that insight that you're looking for. Yeah, and I think you bring up a bunch of great points, but specifically when we look at, like you said, it's not replacing the coach. It's just an enhancement, another tool in the toolkit. It's another thing that we can pull from. And like you said, that that reference point of, yes, the eye can track and say, all right, visually that looks like it was faster. But I think, again, the point of it's the bar that we care about. That's what has to be moved versus, okay, maybe I got my hips in a position faster or maybe my lats were engaged. And and other things could be picking up cues and we're looking visually at different things and that can influence what's happening. But when we see it in real time, it's it's objective. It's not a subjective view. There's all these other uh, intangible things that you get to bring to the table that – I think that's really important, and I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that was kind of one of the things I wanted to bring up that it can add the value to. But even looking at, I, I think the, the benefit too is how I think of it from my my perspective of you know um, when I was out in Thailand, I was able to be uh, the strength conditioning coach for Phuket top team, and now that I'm in in the states in the United States, and I'm not with the team um, day in and day out. Even something like this, having it at the gym saying, okay, I can trust one of the other coaches there to make sure that the the form is correct and everything's good there, but we can get this objective data. I can look at it and saying, okay, based on what I'm seeing, where we're out in our schedule of fight camp or in our off season out of camp, I can make these adjustments to our program. And like you said, we can regulate the program either in real time. If, if I'm there yep. or we have a coach that's there, we can make that adjustment or over a weekly progression or a couple weekly progressions. And I, I get excited about it from even just the fitness application of, you know, even people in the gym that have seen us using it and they're like, oh, what is that? And it kind of creates a little bit of buzz. So from even looking at it, like um, it's not all obviously all about money. And from that perspective, from a, a coach's perspective, from the fitness and interacting people and having something exciting, I've been able to work it with some people that they just get excited having that new data to track. And then it gives them in real time, oh man, I'm, I'm working at this speed. Maybe I can get just that little bit faster, that little extra push, which I think is exciting as well. Yeah, and I think one of the things we did to help facilitate that was like 
whatever you know whatever weight you're lifting whatever exercise you're doing we sort of like to track it now it's all tracked for you and if you use the cloud service then that's also integrated into the app so every time you add a new weight you can say oh this is what i got last time you know or and this is my best um so little things like that make it quite useful to say oh geez last time you know you were at 0.8 for this uh for this weight that you're lifting and today you, you're at 0.75. Okay, well, um, you know, 0.75 might have been still at, at our target zone, but we just know that you're down, you're down a little bit from what you previously previously done, which was last time. Yeah, exactly. And th- again, it's just another variable too, because then I think depending on what the goal is of the individual, maybe we're willing to sacrifice that um, 0.05 or 0.5 in in compensation for adding extra five pounds of muscle or two kilos of muscle or whatever yeah. the variable that we're, we're also considering. It's just one aspect, but it is a very powerful tool. And especially when we look at athletes and the audience where we're looking at the speed, the velocity-based aspect to it is huge because especially for fighters, when I look at my fighters that, that we're prepping for, I don't care if you can punch with 400 pounds of pressure and you can only do it once and it's slow to get there and it's going to take you you know, twice the amount of time as your opponent. But if we can punch with maybe a little bit less strength every single rep, but the speed is greater, we're going to be more effective in that realm too. So I get really excited for the fighter application of this. And that's why I'm excited to have you on and talk this up to the fighters in our audience. Cause we do also work with, we have our, our soccer players around the world and we have our traditional American football yeah. and not as much rugby, honestly, but I know that obviously that's a huge in and of itself. We do have listeners there. I don't work with them yes. as much personally, yep. just from a lack of experience, Yeah, but Inter sports in general. So I get really excited about sharing this and having more people using it because even though, like, like you mentioned before, that from the technological standpoint, maybe it's um, in the, from the earlier developmental stages, but the accuracy of it, in my opinion, is what makes it so valuable and the ability to be that accurate time and time again routinely and applied across the board. That's what gets, again, me excited about it. And I'm curious, though, because, you know, for someone that maybe, let's say, they got it or they're, they're somewhere else in the world that maybe doesn't have um, what they would see as, okay, I trust the coach to do this. Do you put on opportunities for whether coaches to go get certified in something like this or get educated on something no. like this or traveling, things like that? It's a great, uh, great question. You know, it's something we've, uh, we, we've thrown around ideas and it's something we, we do want to do. And, and that's essentially uh, certify, uh, set up a program where coaches can get trained and certified. Um, there, there's a lot of material out there and, and you can do a lot yourself, but, I think it does. You do run the risk of, I guess, um, you know, not fully understanding it and not appreciating the value of what you can do with velocity-based training, and therefore you use it just to tick a box. Um, and you know, we we really discourage coaches from doing that. We like, I don't want you just buying it, ticking a box, using it every now and again, and putting it on the fr- uh, on the you know on the shelf. Um, I want it to be used every day because I think it has got value. And, and again, in a team setting, it can add that extra bit of value because once you start measuring someone and start showing them those numbers real time, yeah, anyone will, anyone who's done it will know this, that all of a sudden the athlete, the person you're working with, the player, uh, the competitor, they've bought in an extra level and they're ready to compete. And, and you get this extra level of intent. Um, and, and again, it does circle back to accuracy because if you have a, a system that doesn't give you 
um, the numbers you expect, you know, it's like, oh, no way, that was definitely that was definitely slower. And you start to get these sort of little random uh, variations in the measurement keep, keep coming up. Then what you what you start to see is that people lose confidence in the system, and then they, therefore they in the measurement system, and therefore that might lead, lead on to losing a little bit of confidence in the coaching ability as well. So, uh, uh, wasn't the intent of why it was accurate, but it, it's been interesting to see that happen. And anyone that uses our system, you know, and how they get sold in it, and then they get so much confident with it, then after a while. Coaches tell me that they can't. It's a bit silly, but their athletes don't want to train without it, you know. And um, yeah, I, I can see how that happens. Yeah, I can totally see that. Now, even just from introducing it now, it's one of those addicting things where you want to know. You want to know what your speed, the velocity of it is. You want to see comparatively across the board with the different weights. And I even see our fighters now. We have a fighter prepping for a fight next week, and we've been implementing it into his camp. And I'm just excited. A, he just told me today, he's like, I feel the best I've ever felt. And again, some of that's subjective and some yeah. of that also may play into other things that we're working on. But yeah. I'm just excited to be able to see that's one of the pieces to this fight camp that we've been able to implement and see in real time. And I can show him, look, you've actually gone up in your speed while also increasing your strength levels while simultaneously losing weight. Because as awesome. fighters, we have to be very conscious of the yeah. weight, pound for pound. Yeah. How efficient are we? Per pound, yeah. right, or per kilo, or yeah. whatever. So that's where I get very excited as well. We can say in real time, okay, your speed's up, your strength is up, your weight has come down. We're doing everything right. We need to, and again, like you said, from going from the psychological concept, the competitor in them, but also giving them the mental boost, like, wow, I am faster. Yeah. Even, even if they weren't, even if hypothetically, if yep. they were falsified numbers, just getting them to believe that. The placebo effect is very real, right? So I get excited from the psychological standpoint yeah. as well. Yeah, and it can it can challenge it can be challenging for coaches at time be, at times because you don't always have that success, and you have to then really dig deep to try and find that level of success that everything's going in the right you know direction. Like you said, their, their weight's coming down, yet they're maintaining their velocity or their power output. You know that that's hard, and that takes good coaching to be able to do that. And I'm not saying that you're a bad coach, the fact that it didn't work for somebody, but it's just like it, it does um, – sometimes you might have to swallow the, the pill and say, geez, that didn't work as good as what we wanted it to, but I, I, I think we're learning. And it, it worked with this last guy, but maybe we'll have to – we'll do something slightly different with you next time because you, res, you didn't respond how we expected you to. Um, and that's the beauty of having some of this information and then, you know – been able to collate it and learn and it's it's a learning experience for everyone because you don't always get it right um and there's periods through the program when you push those guys into the hole as well we've got to remember that like that's how you're getting the compensation right you know like that's how you you're pushing these guys down and when that happens their numbers are going down they're, they're getting slower everything's getting harder they're feeling worse so everything is getting quite negative um and the numbers show that but but that's where the art of coaching comes in and it says, well, hey, that, this, that, that's all right. We're tracking all right. This is what we, we expect. We expect to push you into a hole. You, you're going to feel tired. You're going to be a bit slow, but we're planning of you coming out of this hole. And then when you do bring them out of that hole and they start to speed up, I think you've got a much better chance of bringing them out with confidence because you know that once you start lightening that workload and letting them fresh up a bit, yeah, provided that there's not an illness or an injury that that uh, intervenes, then you're pretty confident that you're going to get them moving faster. You've just had to 
overcompensate them for a little bit first. And, you know, and then having those numbers just helps that facilitate that process because, oh, it's like, oh, I got faster today. You know, internally they still felt a bit crap. They still felt like, oh, geez, I'm not that fresh. But just that little little number, they're like, ah, oh, okay, cool. And that just it boosts their morale and they make they make good from it. Yeah, and, and that's something I talk about a lot on the podcast and with my fighters and with clients in general, finding the small wins. And if, like you said, you put yourself in a hole, and again, when you're breaking your muscle tissue down, you're training twice a day and you're trying to like cut calories so that your weight can be where it needs to be and all those things, yes, you're gonna we, we see that in a negative maybe performance in the gym, but then saying, okay, I even say my, my perspective on it too is I'd rather know early and find out. So make a mistake early yeah. in the process yeah, 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 and then realize, okay, I can make the adjustment there. Great. Okay. We saw it early. We have enough time out. We're six weeks out instead of two weeks out of a, a competition. We can make the adjustment as opposed to just ignoring it or not wanting that information because we'd rather have our head buried in the sand. Yeah. And then we just hope for the best. And then you, your fighter feels like shit or the comp, the competitor, whatever the situation is. And you really didn't optimize. To me, it's all about optimization. This is just another way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's why we, you know, like we, we also focused a little bit on the team sports and it worked well for the team sports because there's a lot of training variables in there. You know, like strength training is one piece of the pie that they're doing. You know, and some of the sports, you know, like, like I did mention rugby and that, they'll do a, uh, in rugby league, they'll do a fair bit of, uh, strength work where some of the other ones it might that you know it might only be a little bit further down the sort of pecking order regarding the sort of training um, modalities that they're doing in the end they've got to compete whether it's boxing fighting in the ring wrestling or they're out kick, kicking the footy around they're, they're, that's their main sport and and we're we're just helping augment what they're we're doing in, in their performance um, in the weight room you know and we're trying to make sure that if we do it all right here, then there's gonna there should be positive flow on effects and not negative ones that'll influence their sporting outcome. Yeah, for sure, exactly. And and yeah, I mean, I, I really couldn't couldn't just agree with it more. I'm trying to look for little other tangents, but one thing that I wanted to also talk about too is you know we looked at the past a little bit, we looked at where we're at now. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what the future holds and what maybe is getting you excited and what some potentials are without obviously going into things you can discuss, obviously without disclosing um, unintended information or, or things you can't really go into, but some things that maybe are in store for the future and that you're excited about. Yeah, I mean, the, the future, you know, it's, it's always it's always there, you know, while we're living, breathing and kicking. So there's, there's always and, – and we're not the type of company, anyone that's been with us, you know, knows that we keep uh, developing, we're trying to innovate, we're trying to improve. You know, we don't, we don't sit on our sort of tails and think we've made it. Um, we're, just not, we're just not brought up that way. So we're, we're working on new stuff um, and a lot of it is probably trying to make, uh, to bring this level of uh, velocity-based training and the accuracy and the, the usability that we've got out of GymAware. We're trying to bring that down and make it more affordable uh, and, and improve on that in ways that make it a little bit more consumer friendly as well. So um, yeah, I mean, for us, the, the future is uh, you know incarnations of our existing product that will bring it down to a price point that's more affordable for people, but still uh, affords them a certain amount of uh, usability and accuracy too. 
to be able to do what people do with the full gym aware system. Um, Awesome. Yeah. And that's, that's really exciting, honestly, to hear you say that. Cause I could just imagine in my mind where I see it is every gym has this, even classes are running with it. There's so much application. I think that gets me excited and, and just see the value to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, there is, it makes sense. You know, they're, they're trying to track everything you do, you know, with baseball, all the stats they collect, you know, they measure everything, you know, with, with, with uh, team sports, they're doing a lot of the on-field tracking and everything like that. It, it, it makes sense that we do more tracking in the weight room and it's more than just yeah oh we we ran 5k's today in this time or, or you know we did a, a 10 mile run it's it's more about like how was that done you know and so people need a, a more granular a metric of that workout um and then and then you use that later on to, to look at progress and changes in performance and stuff like that so Look, yeah, we're, we're excited about the future. We think there's some really big opportunities out there. And and like you said, like everyone who goes to the weight gym should ultimately be interested in this sort of stuff because it can add value uh, in ways that just tracking reps and sets doesn't, you know. And, and one of the simple things is automatically be able to, you know, uh, measure how many reps you did and that. And that's, you know, basic rep counting. But some of the systems out there that do that now are, are still pretty clunky. So, I mean, I, th- I think we can have a really good user experience that starts to get a little bit more social as well, you know, um, connects people up, gets them communicating and, and, and thinking about similar things or workouts and sharing ideas and or training buddies, you know. I think it's it's quite exciting on, on the potential that's there. And it all has to be underpinned by a system that's, um, you know, exciting and, and and valuable to use. You know, we, we can't just do it from, you know, an arbitrary position of like it, it, of marketing something to them that doesn't quite deliver at the measurement side of things because the concept's there. Everyone could understand the concept. But if you don't, it's now it's all down to who's going to de- deliver that concept in a way that actually does continually bring value to people. Um, and yeah, yeah, we're excited about what we're working on, and um, ho- hopefully, it's not in the too uh, distant future that you're going to see some uh, big stuff coming out of our uh, our labs here. Yeah, I- I'm I'm just again excited is going to be a word that is repetitively used here, and and I I just I see exactly that the the application of it and how it can be adapted and integrated into all these different applications for not just the individual but for the coaches too and it i think that it'll keep people healthier too because if you go into the gym and you're not really aware of how you should know man i'm overtrained and not we're not talking about the high level athlete now at least that's not what i want to reference but even just the the fitness enthusiast that maybe has a personal trainer has someone working with and if that trainer can educate them saying hey listen if you start to see your numbers uh we have these preset like you mentioned before these preset parameters if it's below 70 percent we got to change the weight or maybe today's a day we got to take off. We have to make those adjustments because that's where injuries are going to happen. That's where, you know, um, your immune system is going to start to come down potentially and you're going to get sick and all these other factors that people go to the gym to feel better. And a lot of times we'll look at people that spend the most energy towards the gym and they may be some of the unhealthiest because they take it too hard in one direction and they don't have those proper tools to educate them or give them the indication of, hey, it's time to take a day off or drop the intensity or change the weight or anything like that. So I see the value in it. 
from that perspective as well, which gets me. Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm hopeful that it'll be a tool that helps connect coaches and athletes. And yeah, you, look, it, it definitely it should be a tool that can scale and you don't have to be there for every session and you may be remotely coaching people. It'll do that too, you know, and that's where, where the future is. But I, I can't see a future where you don't want that coach involved, you know, unless it's just because they can't actually physically be there. Um, coaches have got so much to offer. There's still all the form, you know, stuff about form and technique, um, motivation, you know, there's, there's lots of reasons why the coach still needs to be be there. And, and this tool and the data that it collects and then the history that it creates will just, you know, help help plug that um, that gap and that need for for seeing, I guess, progress or seeing value in what you're doing, Whether, like you said, whether you're just an amateur and you're training day in, day out. You know, to be able to document that and then sort of review it over time and go, oh, look at this, this is what I did back then or, you know, back in January 2015, I, I, you know, this was my workout. You know, I think those sort of things will help get people more engaged with the lifting and why they're at the gym and what they and, and what they're why they're there you know some people it is just going to be to lose weight other people it is to get you know to be able to get stronger but i think it'll help connect that and, and be a part of the glue that hopefully we get more people into the weight room ultimately you know and it's a, it's a big issue that we need and especially as the population ages as well we need to keep people we're such sedentary people nowadays. We get everything. We've got shopping carts. We've got, you know, mobility carts driving us around, golf cart. We've got everything. And we all just sit down all day in front of computers. So there's, there's you know, the the weight room is um, a great, you know, uh, area that we need to focus on for, you know, the fitness industry and the health of, of humans, you know. it's a, a And hopefully this... You know, our tools and other people's tools in this area will help cement that and give people more value and get more people in weight rooms keeping healthier. Yeah, and I think that's actually a really great point that, that you make, just getting people in the weight room in general because, you know, um, one of the things I do is not just part of my company but as part of my overall growing education is I work with um, a hospital system here and I work with the geriatric community in our local community and one of the things I was reading is I run a weight training program for them and we, we stress it not just for you know their overall mental health and physical health but the reduction in falling risks and also just the um, the last stat I saw was a 50% reduction in across the board mortality if you're weight training so you're less likely to have an, not just injury chronic disease but potentially have um, any kind of risk of death right. It's yeah. amazing, isn't it? It's like, why? It's just like, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> you know, you've got to get to the weight room. you got to do, you know. Yeah. Exactly. And, and it's not just a young person's, you know, it's not just a teenager's, you know, realm. And, yeah, they can get lots of value out of it. But, yeah, this is what I was saying, like the ageing population, I think it's more important than ever because we're much more sedentary now than we ever used to be that, yeah, it's more important that, as we get we get it into our system as early as we can and we keep it there as a lifestyle thing that's done throughout your whole life up until you know 70 80 there's no reason why you still can't be lifting you, you won't be lifting as heavy as you were when you're 20s but you should still be getting value out of that and still enjoying that process as well yeah and actually it's funny that you said because i have 
I think the two numbers that jump out at me the most, I have um, – we, we have different schedules with our classes, but I run them Monday through Friday. And we have some people that come every day. We have some people that come twice a week. Some people come once a week, three times a week. It depends on the schedule and how their life set up and what's – the physical therapists and the doctors have approved. But our two oldest participants that join us are 98 years old and 102 years old, and they both lift weights. And they're both probably from what, what I've seen, not just healthy in the sense of physically, but yes. mentally, they, they don't, they don't have the same indicators as, um, other people, their age, right. even 20 years younger for yeah. dementia or neurodegenerative issues. And it's, it's really amazing yeah. to see. Now, as, as, as you get more, you know, you age yourself and you get more experience under your belt, you start thinking about the future. And I know I never did when I was, I was in my twenties, I was indestructible, you know, and I never thought about those old people. And now, you know, I'm only in my 40s, but I'm starting to think about it because I know I'm not, I'm not the person I was. And then I, I see those people and uh, I think that's who I want to be. I want to be that person. You know, I, I want to be lifting. I want to be exercising. I want to be that fit person, you know. And, you know, you've got to try and set yourself up to do that. And, uh, you know, it's just basic, you know, uh, principles of getting yourself conditioned that this is part of a lifestyle and you do it every day. It's not, it's not something you have to do. Uh, you do it because you want to do it and you get all those values out of it. And a lot of those values end up being mental, you know, improvements as well. Exactly. And I think you said the key word right there, lifestyle too. It's, it's something that I truly see. And like you said, you know, I'm, I'm 31 and as I start to age more and, and get older, I just had a, a, our first baby, me and my wife, we just had our first daughter, um, our first child. It was a daughter. Her name's Lena. Everyone talk about her all the time on this podcast. Exciting stuff. Right so yeah. yeah. You know? Um, but it made me think, you know, even from fighting, I reconsidered how active I was going to be and wh- what kind of fights I was going to take. Thinking about my mental health, because even working with the, the geriatric uh, participants that I do, it made me look at, man, having – Alzheimer's or any form of dementia, Parkinson's, yep. having a wow. stroke, anything that impacts your brain. It's, it doesn't matter if you got paid a million dollars in a fight, if you can't enjoy that money at 78 years old with, yeah. with your family, you know, you don't even know who they are. You can't talk to them. Yeah. I don't care. It's not important. I know. And, and some of those things, I mean, you're not, you, you just got to put yourself in the best position possible to, you know, negate those things for happening. You can't guarantee it's not going to be you one day, but I, I think that's the thing, you know, health, fitness, being active um, and um, engaging and being engaged about your health and fitness, and that goes through to diet and everything you do, then that's that's going to position you to, you know, I wholly believe to be less likely to succumb to one of those diseases, you know, and it's obvious, you know, around things like diabetes and stuff, but there's a, yeah, there's a lot more aging things that go wrong. And uh, I, I just love seeing older people out there and you look at them and you, and you find out how old they are and you go, really? I would, I would have put you at 50 and you're actually 70 years old. You're an awesome. You know, I've met 70-year-olds that I thought were 50 because they're just active and fit. Um, yeah, and uh, so it's exciting stuff. For sure. And that's why we – like I'll, I'll give another prop to one of our participants that comes to our class. And this gentleman, he's 93 years old. And every day he comes in, he – and I'm a witness to him. I see him doing right in front of me. He does 500 push-ups. 500. Oh. And at 9500 He was also – he's maybe 140 pounds. So if you're a 250-pound person, maybe it's – but still 500. He's still crushing it. That's amazing. You know, yeah. and, that, that, and that is one of the good things about sport. You meet – and, you know, you meet a, such – unbelievable people 
you know, and it's it's great that you're meeting them, uh, you know, in your field as well. That you know, he's he's just an everyday guy, probably. You know, like he's he's not on the calendars, he's not in the news every day. But that's awesome. He's pushing out 500 push-ups. That's more than what, much more than what I do. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was going to say. It's not even close. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, and that's and that's why I wanted to kind of at least kind of start to wrap it up with what's what's kind of looking on the horizon of of Jim Aware, and um, I know that we're going to have questions too from our audience. That's why I get excited about getting guests on it, and especially with tools like Jim Aware and what what you're doing. And I'm really excited to see the response from just the questions we're going to have come up, and we're obviously going to have to kind of process those and figure out a time when um we can get you back on and, and talking about it more and i just appreciate again you taking the time it's um it's always just been hectic with with having a, a baby and life and things going on and and i'm sure you've got again a very hectic schedule very busy and and i just appreciate you taking the time and i just want to leave you with the platform for a minute for last kind of final words or anything that you'd like to leave the audience with and also um I also plugged all of our social media and links and things like that, but anything else you'd like to add? Um, you know, appreciate uh, appreciate your time, your effort. You know, you're out there, you're engaging with people, you're educating people, and that's what we need, you know, in this industry. We need people that are passionate. We need them educating. And then, of course, we need the people to follow and to get on board, you know, and, and, and follow what you guys like yourself are sort of preaching. So, um, no, I, I'm... I'm more than happy to play my, my part in that. I'm not great at it, um, so it's good to have guys like you. You know, I'm a backroom guy that likes to tinker with the technology and make sure the numbers are right. And uh, yeah. That's important. That's one of the most important things. We, we've, we've all got our place, and, and that's my place. And, uh, no, I'm just grateful that there's guys out you that really know how to then, you know, you get excited about this stuff, you pick it up, you use it, and then you come back to us, and then you sort of end up teaching us things, or or asking us to develop things, and that's how our product has evolved over the years. You know, many coaches have said, "Oh, can you make it now? Do this? Can you give us this information earlier? Can you do it?" You know, and you know, we couldn't have developed this uh, product to the level that we have without the support of our you know customers and and ultimately coaches and athletes that use the system day to day. So you know, I, I thank them as well. You know. Um, for just uh, buy, you know, buying in, being part of it and uh, committing to something new. And that's, you know, often pe- new often means extra work, you know, and we're all busy and we've all got, you know, kids on the way or planning to or whatever, and, and we all get time limited. So for the ones that then make that extra effort to keep educating themselves and then educating, helping educate the people are, uh, around them, then, you know, hats off to them. Uh, and appreciate you guys doing that because, uh, like, we're, we're a tool provider and uh, hopefully if we can grow our organisation, we'll get better at educating and we'll, we'll offer more services around that. But whilst, you know, we are a, a little small business based uh, out of Australia, we, we do what we do and that's just focused on the quality of the tool that we provide you coaches to get out there and educate and get value out of it. And, and I'd... Truly appreciate that. Well, I, I got to just point out the humility, and I appreciate the humility that you bring to the table in saying that you know you're just one piece of it, and that just I, I think speaks volume to the character and also to the, to the company and, and what you guys are and, and what you represent. And that's why I'm excited to 
to be a part of that and to the extent that I am and, and look forward to trying to be more involved in the future and promoting it. And that's why you guys will hear me say that it's a Life of a Fighter approved brand. It's a Life of a Fighter approved product, something that I highly recommend and endorse and will refer to as many people as I can and talk it up as much as All I right. can. So, yeah, check it out, guys. Obviously, um, click on the links below, A, for the website, for the social media, all that good stuff. And whatever questions we have, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we'd be excited to get them through. And uh, I just appreciate it. Okay, uh, not a problem. And uh, I'll be happy to come back, uh, you know, if you get enough interest. Definitely happy to come back. And if you end up with a whole bunch of questions, then, look, reach out. And uh, we'll see if we can uh, answer those questions without, uh, you know, muddying the waters too much. (laughs) That sounds like a plan. Again, I appreciate everything. Cheers, man. Okay. Have a good evening. You too, sir. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do so below. It's free. And that is it y'all. See you on the next one.